Hey guys, welcome to Make Your Remarkable, a brand new podcast brought to you by Oconee State Bank. I'm your host, JT Tomlin, and on this podcast, we're going to be talking all things leadership, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Our goal is to ignite purpose and inspire passion in our listeners by asking them the question, how will you make your remarkable? We'll be interviewing local legends, business owners, and leaders within our communities and asking them about their road to success. Like what kind of steps did they take to get where they are now? What does it mean to be a leader? And how can I lead my team? As well as what kind of mark they've made and what kind of mark they hope to leave in the future. This is going to be an amazing podcast and we cannot wait for you to listen to it. So make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting app and follow us on social media at Oconee State Bank for more information. Today, I'm joined with Cannon Gaines, founder and CEO of Gaines Group Activations. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. Good. Thanks for coming. Tell me a little bit about yourself and about the Gaines Group Activations. Yeah. So I started Gaines Group Activations in spring of 2023, so January. I'm a grad student right now, so pairing both of those is a lot to deal with on the plate. Um, But we started that as a full service marketing agency to help support and um, navigate the NIL space for brands or for businesses, local businesses preferably, using uh, athletes at the University of Georgia or or other schools. So yeah. we're looking to expand <laughs> local local right now, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got UGA right here, so it's a perfect resource for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long, um, the, the NIL deal is pretty, it's pretty recent too, right? Yeah, so legislation for a couple states came out in the summer of 2021. So mm-hmm. that's when I really started diving into it, reaching out to mentors, figuring out internships and stuff. And just recently I thought, you know, Hey, I can do it myself. So yeah. what, what kind of started you along that path? What made you want to go down that? Yeah. So I, I've had a number of internships. I think I can dedicate that passion to that, to those places. Um, I worked with icon source. That's a, a technology that was used to pair businesses and athletes and kind of be hands-free and let them, you know, work out what they want to work out for, activations such as social media promotion, um, an in-store giveaway or signing, autograph signing, you know, whatever it may be, an appearance. Um, We kind of did that there. Great mentors there, Drew Butler, Mick Hamilton, Lindsey Wiseboard, Will Harrell, great people. Um, We worked with all of them there. And then I moved on to Classic City Collective. Mm. And then that was more Georgia-focused, Georgia-focused, by not by being directly aligned with the school it's more of an outside entity yeah um it's the technicalities are confusing with nil because there's not a lot of legislation on that yet so the collective was established to support the athletes at the university of georgia specifically using athens-based georgia-based businesses southern businesses um, who know and support university of georgia yeah. So tell us a little bit more about what NIL is. Like, what does that actually mean for the players? Yeah. What does that mean for you? Yeah. Na- so name, image, and likeness, that's that's the acronym of NIL. So basically, if you think a couple years back, there was an incident with Todd Gurley. I, that's the one I, I mainly think of. He he signed jerseys, I think. Um, and yeah. he got, I think it was paid under the table or something. Something seems sketchy, right? Um, that seems like something that I think, and a lot of th- people think that players should be able to do is profit off their name, images, like and likeness. Yeah, because the so, school definitely is <laughs> right. So they're selling number three Todd Gurley jerseys this whole time, and probably still to this day. Mm. Um, 
But uh, the NCAA and I think it was the Department of Justice of the United States said that, you know, these student athletes are they should be profiting off of their themselves also. Yeah. While the school was kind of almost taking advantage of them. Um, you know, that has now flipped to NIL and what it is today, and it continues to evolve. So um, there are new rules in every state ever in the, uh, and nationally um, that are being brought up in courts around the world, so, or not around the world, around the nation. Um, it's really interesting. So Yeah, so it basically just means that the, the student athletes are able to make money off of their name right. through, like, brand deals and – yeah, uh, like commercials, or is there anything else other than that, or what else? Brand deals, mean? commercials, appearances, camps—it really anything that involves uh, using their leverage. Yeah, as a successful student athlete, uh, whether that be athletics and acad- academics, specific plays, um, what they're known for. Mm. Um, I don't know. Uh, some would have celebrations with like they like call somebody or something, and then maybe yeah. T-Mobile would want to reach out and do something and. Uh, capitalize on that you see a lot of that in pro sports like um, Gronk is a good example he does a lot of um, brand deals Shaq does a lot of brand deals Those <laughs> I are still see that printer commercial with Shaq right yeah. every single or day the, gen- the general whatever he's got going on <laughs> uh, Papa John's he's got it all um, yeah a lot of those professional athletes have strong marketing teams behind them but not a lot of college athletes have those marketing teams behind them mm. and so I wanted to step in and kind of be a solution to my friends. Not only are they student athletes, but they're my friends because I worked at football for four years. And so that was, I just wanted to help them essentially and get experience for myself. So tell us a little bit more about your time working for the UGA football team. Like what did you do? What kind of got you into this field? Yeah. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's been awesome. Um, (laughs) The past four years have been unlike any other. I mean, my time at Georgia, when I think about going to school, I don't really think about going to class, think about going to football. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, but um, it's been great. I got to see so many, go to so many different road games, be in Sanford Stadium for amazing home games. Nice. We got to see, I mean, the, I mean, just the Natty this last yeah. year. It was cool <laughs> to just go to those things, uh, meet all those people. I know people across the whole country now in the NFL, text with them occasionally. It's just cool to ha- see a network like that grow and expand mm. and watch the young men who come and wear the red and black grow themselves at the program and then go find success when they leave. Yeah. Um, so I worked there. I was a student equipment manager. Uh, the glorious parts of the job were probably running the sidelines, working with the ref team, warming up the players, and then the not-so-glorious side was washing the laundry, oh. uh, <laughs> doing all the, the maintenance work, fixing up stuff, you know, we were kind of, if something needed to be done physically, they would just kind of call the managers. So yeah. that was kind of what I was, just a utility. <laughs> <laughs> they just reached out to you anytime anything needed to be done. You're like, yep, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing I it. I probably do that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how, I mean, I, I got around the building a lot, got to meet all those coaches, all those players, mm-hmm. just, you know, one minute here, two minutes there, meeting somebody and really seeing them every day. That really established strong relationships that I took into the future and with Javon Bullard um, particularly. But they're my friends, they're my family, and I think they consider everybody who works there and is a part of the program as family. So Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about Javon Bullard and how yeah. you went from being like the, the manager at the football team or in the football team to mm-hmm. then now being an NIL manager or agent. or how What do that's you define great, yourself? A, what do you yeah, no, that's a good – there's no real – 
term to describe what I do. NIL person. Yeah, sure, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I do NIL. But do NIL. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I met Javon. Oh, he's a, he's going into his junior year, junior season. So I met him two years ago. He was just a little freshman. Um, not a little <laughs> freshman. He was bigger than me. Um, metaphorically a little. Yeah, metaphorically <laughs> younger. <laughs> um, so I was a defensive back student manager. So mm-hmm. they have specialties in the equipment. So they just kind of shuffled me into the Coach Smart um, and Will Muschamp right now. Uh, their group, the defensive backs, which are the safeties, the corners, the stars, mm-hmm. really your secondary and the defense. And so I got to learn – Everything about that position group, all the players, get to know them on a personal level, on a playing level. Um, it was cool. So that's how I met JB. And I just shot him a text this last, uh, what was it, January when I started. And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to do athlete marketing in the future. What do you think if I reach out to businesses for on your behalf? How do you, how do you feel about that? And he was just all in. So You're like, yeah, let's do it. He was like, yeah. <laughs> so I was, I'm just glad to have him be supportive of me because I'm so supportive of him. We just have a great, it's, it's more of a personal relationship than a business relationship. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I value. And it's a very important thing. I mean, business is very important, but if you don't have some sort of personal relationship, it becomes this exchange of services rather than you're really helping your right. friend like achieve what you know he can achieve. Yeah. And it's really yeah. cool to be able to look at it that way and not just from a, all right, this is just purely transactional. It's more of like, all right, I actually want to help you succeed. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's been really cool, but, um, you know, JB, just talking a little bit more on JB, he's a uh, local Georgia kid. He's from Milledgeville. Um, roughneck heavy hitter. He had great <laughs> season um, last season and looking forward to the next season. So uh, maybe he stays for this season and has a great year. Maybe he can declare for the draft. I'm really rooting on him for that. Yeah. That would be really cool. But um, local kid, Georgia Georgia boy. Um, and a great guy to know. Mm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the Buckeye. Wait, I got to get this right. <laughs> the Bullard's can, Buckeye Cookie Crunch. Yeah. Tell yeah. us a little bit about how you signed that deal. What uh, what inspired that? Yeah. Because um, that was all you, correct? Uh, I wouldn't like say you, it's you all me. You signed it. You I'm got gonna, it all yeah. connected. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's all me. I mean, we're all, there's a lot of creative parties involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So JB was actually, he, he had his own creative part of, about it, um, which we can touch on, but the Buckeye Crunch, or the not the buck, the Buckeye Crunch. It's technical terms. It's the, the Bullard's Buckeye. <laughs> Buckeye Cookie Crunch. Got to get that right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that just came to mind. I I thought about uh, local businesses in Athens that might want to work with JB initially, mm-hmm. and I just reached out to the first one I knew off the top of my head. And I'd worked with uh, the Dolanders before, Jennifer yeah. and Mike Dolander. Um, they're great people, but. Reached out to them and thought, hey, maybe they want to do stuff with athletes because I know they're alumni fans. Yeah. They support the school. So I thought it just made sense. Reached out to them, and they were super accepting of it. We sat down. We had ideas, and it was like a ping pong of ideas. Like not – I came in with a different idea, and Mike would have this other idea, and then we'd ping pong back forth what we thought would work. And then really what kind of got the ball rolling on the flavor is Mike said that he had an idea for – um, introducing the flavor or just a JB signature flavor for a limited time or for whatever, whatever the term deal wanted to be a lot of, a lot of details involved with this. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so we ping ponged that and got the ball rolling on that. Uh, JB was contacted immediately after and I was like, Hey, you know, we, this 
deal could come up with alumni cookie dough. They want to name a flavor after you. And he was like, what? That's, like, that's uh, crazy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So what, what are you thinking? What kind of flavors do you like? What, um, what's your favorite kind of dessert? I mean, he's got a sweet tooth for, for <laughs> peanut butter chocolate. So he was like, I got to do like Reese's cups or something. So we did a like, combination of the Reese's cup and an Oreo cookie mm. to add the crunch element. Um, just because of his play style, because he's a crunchy hitter. Yeah. So, um, and he's, he just flies all over the field. I could talk about JB for days. He's great. Um, and that's kind of the basis of how the deal started rolling. We got uh, photography services on site and took pictures of him with the product, promoting mm-hmm. the product. He, uh, we're leveraged, we were led, ooh, we leveraged a signed football um, to kind of encourage um, uh, customers to come in and really UGA customers come in and support alumni cookie dough. Yeah. Support Javon Bullard and win a football, a signed football. It's great for memorabilia. So I don't know who oh, doesn't sure. want memorabilia. <laughs> um, and so all it costed was just uh, to buy a cup of cookie dough, which is already a reward in itself. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, we thought it was really cool and we would promote it on his social media, on the company's social media and on our uh, Instagram. Um, so it, that's kind of, the structure of how it went so yeah so then tell us a little bit more about like how it got like national attention because I mean it went from this like great idea to then all of a sudden it's like all over the news it's (laughs) your name is like in like multiple different articles you're like whoa where did this come from tell us about like first off how you first heard about it oh my gosh well yeah I was I was actually sitting in class and I remember (laughs) being just feeling so helpless because I got this text like you're big time now out of the blue <laughs> from my old boss. I'm like, what does this mean? He sent the link to the first article, which was uh, online Athens. So yeah. Athens, Brenner Herald. And so they wrote about it and I read about it. And I was like, Oh cool. This is, this is really <laughs> cool. This is local. This is exactly what I was wanting. Um, exactly what I thought. And so then I think uh, other news articles and um, social media spaces started to take up on it. Like say, Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is an NIL deal. Like really? Really what I think happened is there's not a lot of football going on. So yeah. all they have is the XFL right now, I think. Um, so they people are grasping at trying to talk about football, <laughs> anything college football, especially the Georgia Bulldogs being back-to-back national champions. Go dogs. Um, <laughs> Go dogs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, it was something that the social media spaces took up. Other on, online articles took up. We had 247 cover. We had Sports Illustrated, Yahoo Sports, Fox Sports. We actually got it covered in JB's hometown. Wow. His hometown newspaper, Baldwin County. And then it actually got covered up in Columbus, Ohio. Dang. So <laughs> they wrote about it in a paper, which wasn't too kindly worded towards <laughs> our end. So but it was like, fine. Oh, was cool. I've never been called that before to my face. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it got, it got, their attention so I guess that worked with the leveraging all that stuff um so it was really cool to just see how the power of uh how name image and likeness can be broadcasted on a national scale yeah I mean this was coast to coast it got something in California too wow um I think it was like the Sacramento Bee or something (laughs) I forgive me if I'm saying that wrong but um I just kept I would look up every day Bullard's Buckeye Crunch or some sort of version of that Javon Bullard News and I look at all the articles, and it was saying, uh, you know, new art, new JB NIL deal, and then it just list after list. I had to go on the second page of Google, and I was like, "Oh wow. my gosh!" <laughs> I didn't think it would ever blow up to the second page, but um, 
Uh, and I know that's not a drastic amount, <laughs> but for me, it's like, no, wow, it's huge. Oh my gosh. Um, but we, we got it covered on Twitter. Twitter blew up. There were people asking how could they buy the flavor for their Ohio State friends? Oh my god! Just gosh. as a you know, kind of a joke for the great game that that was. But um, got on Reddit. It got on television news coverage. My gosh! Uh, it was it was crazy, and we're still measuring all the impact that it had. So it's and this crazy. was relatively recently, right? This was oh gosh, last yeah. month. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was the last week of March that it kind of took off wow. on news outlets. So and then we launched it on April first. And we've been live up until the 15th, so it just ended after wow. G-Day. And the winner of the sign football got announced and everything. So I think it went as smoothly as it could. Um, I knew there'd be bumps in the road that I didn't know. <laughs> and it was exciting to go through those bumps and figure out those challenges. So. For sure. So, I mean, you just started your company. And as, as you're looking towards the future, what are some of the biggest takeaways from this? So you're like, oh, wow, this was really successful. This was unexpected. This was not very helpful, but I mean, it's, it's going to continue to boost your career. It felt like when we had, when all those news articles started writing it, it felt like a home run. So yeah. and I was like, wow, this is really cool. I got texts from friends, cousins, my grandpa who read the, um, uh, what was it? The Atlanta journal constitution. He was reading the paper on like a Sunday morning uh-huh. and he had to pull the paper back from his face trying to read the name because he didn't know. He was like, Kenny Gaines? I know um, that one. I yeah. know someone named Kenny Gaines. Yeah. How do I know that? <laughs> <laughs> and I saw him, and he's like, I got the clipping of the paper just back on the kitchen table. <gasps> um, but it was just so cool. But as far as propelling myself into a career in athlete marketing, I, I think it was a great step. <laughs> yeah. Um, we can only see uh, what the next steps hold. But um, I'd like to make every activation – seemingly on that national scale if it can't if it doesn't seem like it can be it can be because this is an this is a prime example of how that can blow up exactly um and that helps companies like alumni cookie dough grow their brand they actually uh reached out to me and said they had a couple of franchise requests um wow for expansion um from uh different interested partners so well that's that, was a, that must be such a good feeling you're yeah. like not only have i like I've been able to start building my own company, but then you're able to see like measurable success with, right. uh, with alumni cup cookie dough mm-hmm. and just local businesses that are able to really further their company because of that. That's why we want to do it. I think that's the best way to view NIL. It shouldn't be viewed as some sort of dirty, um, pay under the table type method to keep a player at X program. Um, I think it should be, expanding on their personal brands, expanding on uh, how they can help the local market that their school sits in, Mm -hmm. or maybe the regional market or the national. I'm not sure, you know, Georgia is more on the national scale because they've won such so many great football games in recent times. And during NIL, it's just, it really goes to show that it's valuable to be paired with a Georgia athlete. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have to give a lot of the success to Javon Bullard's success, right? Yeah. Because that's what we leverage ultimately. And that's what gets that national news or gets on, you know, gets people mad on Twitter, gets people talking wherever. Um, so it's been a lot of that. Um, and I just want I just want to show businesses that that's something that is a valuable marketing tool that you can implement to your own marketing strategies. For sure. It doesn't just have to be a guy holding a water bottle. <laughs> 
where he's like holding his phone. He's like, try this water. And it's just that. That's so bland. That's so bland. I'm not going to go buy your water when you do that. Like we want to do something that's creative. Yeah. And so this JB activation with alumni cookie dough is something that I thought was generally leaning towards a creative marketing mindset. And so rather than just, you know, the the typical story, whatever, some bland thing. Yeah. So we want to make it tailored to every business and what they want to sell what they want to improve on, what they want to drive. Um, our main, main goal here was to drive outsized impressions on their mm. social media pages, on their website traffic, and even on foot, foot traffic in the, in the doors um, to try to turn some sales. And so I think that ultimately worked by leveraging that football and by leveraging JB's name, image, and likeness. Yeah, and it's huge. I mean, especially since we're in Athens where you have this incredible resource, UGA, you're able to and you have your connections with the football team, mm-hmm. you're able to go in and be like, hey, I would love to connect you with another company. And that helps not only, like you said, the local companies who are able to then bring a celebrity, which is crazy yeah. because it's yeah. like they're college students. So it's like, yeah, they can't be celebrities. But then you watch them every Saturday going crazy. Um, and Saturday, is it Friday or Saturday? Saturdays. Shoot. It's Saturdays. <laughs> That's what I thought. The second yeah. I said it, I was like, wait, hold up, hold up. Am I wrong about this one? Is it Fridays? <laughs> no, but like you get to watch some Saturday nights like on TV. And right. all of a sudden these people who are like going, coming from high school and then now they're in college and now they're right. like on TV every Saturday night. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. And they don't, I, I feel like most programs are leaning this way now and thinking about this, but financial literacy, treating yourself as your own personal brand, as a brand. Um, that can be profitable is something that mm. these students, student athletes need to be educated on. For sure. Uh, should They should walk into opportunities the right way. It shouldn't be some dirty under the table thing, like I mentioned. Um, so partnering with local businesses or maybe working with businesses back home in your home state or your hometown. Yeah. Um, and helping those businesses in that community come up with your platform that you've just been given, playing for a great school or whatever great program you may be at. Um, so I think that's a genius way to look at NIL and approach it and um, see its value from a business perspective too. Well, you really have this opportunity to, to really help your community. Like you were just talking right. about, like this whole podcast is about how do you make your mark on your community? How do you make your remarkable? That's a huge, a huge way to, because these people who have now gotten the opportunity of a lifetime to play for incredible schools like UGA, they now have this national spotlight on them and it can be a little intimidating, but then that's where your job comes in where you're like, Hey, it's kind of is intimidating, but I want to help guide you. Right. And not in a sketchy way. Cause right. most people would be like, all right, now I've got attention. There's attention on this person. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Now I can take advantage of him. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not what I want to do. I right. want to help you understand what's going mm-hmm. on, but then also help your community, help you help you build your personal brand and then also help build up the community around you. Right. And I, that's a great way to make your yeah, remarkable, you know? Yeah, yeah. I try to be boots on the ground for everybody where I can. So I'm constantly texting, calling people whenever they need it. I'll I'll set up as many extra meetings as we need to for clarity, mm-hmm. for education, because it's confusing. No, There's yeah. no real necessarily rules around this, but I think they're coming um, yeah. down the road. <laughs> um, so I try to just be a liaison of education and working – um, to get these activations to actually be implemented and work out. Mm-hmm. So, because oftentimes they fail, they fall through, athletes get busy, they forget. I try to be my own, really, the, a calendar with a voice is what I try to describe myself as. I'm um, saying, hey, let's uh, yeah. we gotta post this today. <laughs> yeah. Or we gotta show up here today. Um, like, I had to go pick up JB to go take him to the 
uh, photo shoot for Alumni Cookie Dough because mm. he didn't have a car, so we had to plan all that. So I'm, it's really just a lot of, of wearing every hat, all hats. So yeah, which makes it fun. I mean, you're like that's the epitome of a local business. You're mm-hmm. wearing 15 billion hats and it's loving fun. every second of it. It's certainly fun, and I think that supporting, like I said, the local business aspect is just huge in this. So. Mm. Um, I'm a, I'm a small local business and I want to help other small local businesses. And we have all of a sudden have this magnification of being able to market through this talented football player or this talented soccer player or this yeah. talented golf player. So there's, you can take it every Avenue. It just doesn't have to be football also. Exactly. There, there are plenty of ways to be creative with every other sport and not, not just, you know, not just bat, men's basketball and football, every sport. So mm-hmm. I want to try to, expand that in people's minds and help them understand so looking into the future of your company like what would be the ideal uh next couple months next couple years what would you want to do yeah that's a great that's a great question um i'd like to roll up more clients um and when i say clients i mean athletes Mm. and partners as businesses um so i just want to gain trust ultimately from both the client and the partner Mm. um, by educating by delivering value and really just showing, giving them my resume. Like, this is what I've done. This is what I will do. And ensure that it can be, it can have a bright outside or upside for the, for both, both parties. Do you have any like upcoming projects that you're working on that you can tell us about? I don't know if you can. Yeah. Um, so we, we, I'd like to actually dive into academics, the academic side of being a student athlete. Mm. So um, we've talked with local businesses about, uh, that, that's actually a tutoring service. And so we want to work with um, athletes to try to uh, en- enhance the vision that academics is important still. Mm. It's not all about your play on the field. Um, it ultimately comes down to your academics and your grades because you're not going to step on the field if your academics are poor. Exactly. That's something that's preached at Georgia, at schools across the nation. Um, so academics is valuable for more than just athletes too. It's K through 12 and up and over. So it's everybody should, should value academics um, no matter what stage of life you're in. So we want to use their leverage at, at being a student athlete at the University of Georgia. Smart school, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard impossible to get, in. to get into. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to get in. So there's student athletes there. They're, they're both doing school and doing 20 plus hours of work at their devoted programs. Wow. So they are balancing so many things in the air i don't even fully know yeah um so especially with nil and that can be a headache in itself so um academics i think is probably the next the next um route it'd be a cool route and you're still in school right like you you yeah. graduated in march when, when so did you I graduated graduate? yeah undergrad in may 2022 Got and it. then i will complete my grad degree in may 2023 so here pretty shortly yeah yeah which is super exciting because then you could go fully into your business. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's that fun reality of like, you already are fully in your business, but you're also like have this side note of, yeah. okay, wait, I'm still doing school. Shoot. I've got to right. balance. Got to write a paper here and yeah. then actually <laughs> do business stuff here. Yeah. It so. feels so minimal once you like have like this, where it's gone to a national scale. You're like, wow, I have to write a paper right now when I have like, I have to respond to all of these comments. Like, what do I do? Yeah. Um, so how do you balance that? How have you been doing that? One step at a time. Agenda. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I try to be, keep an organized agenda and I'll just, I'm a big scratch through guy. 
Yeah. So I'll just write out tasks for the day. I, and as I think about them, I'll add them on. So the list doesn't get shorter. It just gets longer. <laughs> um, but also I have to attribute that to my mom. She's just a go-getter and, a, and a, just she does it all. So that's probably why my brain's flying all over the place, trying to figure out all these solutions, the, all these deadlines, uh, get everything done in a quality amount of time mm. um, with quality. My dad, uh, I think he, he gives me those, those qualities as ensuring quality um, in delivery in whatever product service you do. Yeah. Um, so I get traits from both of them probably <laughs> to keep my balance schedule. So it's a lot. That's, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like a lot. I could not manage that much work. It's crazy. All right. So we were talking about like how you organize your day because you're still in school and yeah. you're starting your business. We you started your business in January. Um, what are some tips and tricks you would give for people your age doing entrepreneurship and business development right now? I'd just say be flexible right, <laughs> right at the beginning. Um, I have class only three days a week. I'm lucky for that. But they're at sporadic times. I've got morning and then late at night or not late at night, evening. Um, and so I've got to organize that and getting projects done, papers done, presentations, tests, all that. All the above. Exactly. <laughs> everything they throw at you in grad school. And so I have to mix that in with organizing pitch decks, um, outreach, getting on calls. It's, mm. it's a lot. Or maybe even meeting someone somewhere. Um, it's, a, it's just a lot. So I keep an agenda um, <laughs> and hopefully that kind of, that kind of keeps me online, but I, I'll definitely spray to the side. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those people who's on the fringe of everything. Sometimes. Like I've got my day written down, but that's just a suggestion. I'll do something else. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, do I need to do that? Do I actually have to do this project right now? <laughs> Deadlines tomorrow. You're like, yeah, I've got till midnight. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of being flexible. So, I mean, it's like any side hustle. I feel like you treat it as a, you know, your typical nine to five, but then you've got your five to nine. Mm. So I'll might work in that window, but that's kind of the way I put it. Yeah. Um, it's just adjacent to ultimately completing school. So for sure. You're like, once I'm done with school, then I can keep going. You're like, I can, right. can kind of get that, Fully, s- that side right. out of it. Right. So what are, what are some resources that you would suggest that people, uh, especially in school that are starting to try it, trying to start up a company? Yeah. Um, what are some resources that you would suggest they use? Yeah. First off, I mean, Georgia has, handful more than a handful of, of resources yeah at every student's disposal they've got programs for accelerated ideas and entrepreneurship that was a freshman program you can get started as early as before you take your first class at georgia in wow. the summer before um, i wasn't involved in that but i thought it was re- pretty cool um, they've got an entrepreneurship track where you can earn your certificate in entrepreneurship uh, through I think, a couple of courses and um, in there you're not just doing typical coursework it's not tests it's it's creative and critical thinking processes hmm. and um, trying to solve, so, you know, come up with solutions with data-driven results. Um, and so uh, that's that's been a really big help for me um, as far as my strategic thinking. And I also tapped into the UGA SPDC Small Business Development um, Center, and they had a great class that they set up for us. And it, was, it wasn't it was just UGA students. Actually, I was the only UGA student. But it really? was mostly the community. So hmm. it was a great opportunity to network with seasoned entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs who still had questions about how to structure their business, where to go from here, um, how to expand, you know, all those things. And they actually sit down with me. Um, they really make time whenever I can make time. So they're very flexible to sit down and provide uh, leadership and ideas for how to structure and go forward. So, wow. So that, 
they're not even associated, or I guess they're associated with the school, but they're mm. not enrolled at the school. They're just business owners. Yeah, just I think it was a UGA initiative to promote entrepreneurship both on campus and in the community. Hmm. So it's been, that was spectacular to be involved in. Well, and that's a huge part of what we've been talking about. It's like yeah. really building your career and building up your community. You have to mm-hmm. know your community yeah. before you can actually do that. Yeah, I met so many great entrepreneurs in there and I, I'll text them occasionally. Hey, I'm going to swing by your store. We'll chat for a little bit sometimes. That's why I get off my agenda. So yeah, I'm like, like, oh, I want to go see someone to, today. <laughs> I'm just, I try to keep relationships where I can, no matter what it, it, the business part of it doesn't matter. It's the relationships. So exactly. I mean, like we said, like your business isn't like your business is as important as important as the relationships you have. Right. That's just, it, it, your relationships will take your business to new heights that you never could imagine. So mm-hmm. I try to value each and every person I talk to um, and build a relationship with them over time. All of time. <laughs> what is the biggest piece of advice you've ever been given that suggest that's helped you within your business journey? Biggest piece of advice I've ever been given, um, plain and simple, probably just go for it. Yeah, um, just yeah. go for it. <laughs> yeah, um, there was another quote by Coach Smart that he had said in one of the team get ups after practice, and it was, uh, "The peak of this mountain is the valley of the next, so keep mm. climbing." And so that was when we were in a tough season and. We were winning games, and it was kind of hard to keep focus. You know, we're looking towards greater games, maybe not the next game, which the next game is the most important game, mm-hmm. and that's the next um, peak. That's the next climb. So keep climbing is what I'd tell everybody. Um, no matter how fast you go or how high you climb in a day, uh, at least you move forward. So, I mean, that's huge. Just like when you think about business, like how can I – continue to make progress when it kind of feels like nothing's happening right Just one step at a time you got to keep climbing yeah and I mean I've tried to do outreach myself and it's it's hard I know it's hard I, I do it in in association with school like doing all that stuff and uh, shooting out emails to new prospecting businesses and I won't get responses really some like for a while yeah <laughs> just like weeks <laughs> or something at a time um, but it's it's just difficult and Really just knowing that if you keep pushing, you will see the light at the end of the tunnel eventually. So, um, and by no means have I reached the other side of the tunnel. <laughs> so I am like, just I guessing see that's it, where it is. I'm yeah. not there yet. <laughs> kind of know where it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I'd say that. So what was the process of starting your business like? We've kind of talked about mm-hmm. the challenges you faced and the, uh, the successes you've had. What was the, the process like for starting your business? I mean, being so new to it all a lot of texting people yeah. a lot of calling people <laughs> like I had some friends who had worked in roles at banks and stuff and I was like oh what do I do here you know what should I do how do I need to get incorporated and all this all this stuff yeah what's you know do I need to get an EIN what is that like the you legality know, is, of all of it what is crazy that? yeah yeah why do I need to do that do I need to do that not not in like a sketchy way but <laughs> I just don't know um so it's a lot of question asking really clarity um it was a lot of thinking. Creating a business plan was just, it's its difficult. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think it's an absolutely necessary thing to do. Um, and UGSBDC helped me kind of structure that and drive my business ultimately on a path of where I want to go, which we have just started. So we're not, yeah. we're not far on the road, but um, at least they kind of helped me build a roadmap. And I think that was important to kind of see, hey, if we scale here, we can do this. We can grow here. And we can reinvest here. We can 
get client X a new brand here. It's, it's, I don't know. It's a lot of things. Yeah. Um, really a lot of, I've had to do a lot of visualizations, which is what I call them, which is essentially a pitch deck for businesses to kind of just show them what I'm going to do or what I think that we can do Mm. to maximize their impressions, um, drive sales, get results, uh, maybe even, uh, market research. Didn't talk about this with the alumni cookie dough, but a part of entering your name to win the football is also an opportunity for alumni cookie dough to collect emails. Yeah. And open up email marketing. That just, that opened up a whole new door for them. They hadn't thought of. And so it grew them in that, in that um, sense. And also we got customer demographics from that survey. So we got to show alumni cookie dough who they're selling to, where they're selling it to. Um, how they're affiliated with UGA or Athens. Um, it was valuable questions like that that I think really helped bring this to life, at least the alumni cookie dough in a sense. And that's something that I've learned a lot about, especially business owners right now, is there's kind of this fear getting into more of the the digital market, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, gathering all that information. But, I mean, with us, like we're in the younger generation, it's right. it's just kind of standard at this point. Like, I don't really know many things that I sign up for that I'm not putting my email, my phone number, right, my address even. It's like, yeah. it, from a business perspective, it feels kind of sketchy, but it's also like, that's what's going on. Yeah. So like from like a digital native perspective where this is for us, like texting emails, like that's kind of TikTok, Instagram. Right. That's like our, that's our childhood. It's like automatic. That's all of it. Yeah. yeah. I understand. It's like being able to help uh, co- companies and your community that's kind of struggling to adapt to that. Like, hey, like, this is what I know. And it's not that I'm uneducated anywhere else. I'm already educated in those other places. <laughs> but I want to help you figure this part out. And it's not that you can't, but mm-hmm. it's it's a scary field. I mean, TikTok mm-hmm. and Instagram, good Lord, the algorithm changes every three three minutes. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> it's just, you want to kind of help the the people within your community grow mm-hmm. there. Yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been really cool to see how we can expand on marketing opportunities through social media platforms. So, you know, analyzing their follower counts and I'm talking about them as in a player Mm. uh, for a business to prospect working with. So players, follower counts, their engagement rates, how many people are commenting, how many people are liking, do people care about what this person's posting? Yeah. Because ultimately that's what you're selling. If this person is saying this, posting this, then customer X will feel associated with the client X, what they're saying in their platform and hopefully tagging along the business, pairing them with that success of that student athlete to hopefully capture the UGA fan, the Athens local, um, you know, wh- whoever follows college football yeah. to see that and um, grow the brand and the player. So, so what advice would you give to local businesses on working on social media? Like how how mm-hmm. can they grow their social media channels and also interact and make sure that the content they're making isn't just kind of falling on deaf ears. So that's actually really targeting their right their customers. Right. So staying active on the platform, I know it can be difficult and it's, yeah. it's very time consuming. Like we, we had talked about um, really understanding the metrics, what the words impressions means, mm. what engagements means, um, what your views are. Are they, is it getting shared on certain platforms? Um, how to maximize the eyeballs that really see it. Yeah. If you put money into a billboard, they're going to estimate how many eyeballs you see, but TikTok, Instagram, all those, they're going to tell you exactly how many people yeah. saw that and how many times they let it play over. You have measurable analytics. How many buttons they click. Exactly. How long they read it. It's got so many more analytics and 
tools that will help you decide, hey, this is a smart place to put my money. Mm. Um, and I think that's valuable as far as a marketing strategy goes in this day and age. For sure. Digital marketing, people are on their phones all the time. You can't walk at Georgia or you can't drive at Georgia without potentially hitting a student on their phone, probably on TikTok. Oh, for sure. No, I mean, Instagram. it's like every single one you walk down the street. And that's just case A, exhibit A for people being glued to social media and, and that avenue. So getting in front of them there is probably today's today's newspaper is it's today's billboard yeah so yeah what are some resources you would give uh for people trying to get more on social media or really understand those analytics yeah um tips to onboard is that what you're saying mm -hmm. yeah um i mean just be open to learning yeah it can be so like i know instagram has changed since i got it so many years ago it's just evolved and it's got all these different complicated buttons oh not explaining gosh. anything to you it's trying to be so simplistic because it's, you know, trying to be it's on the so edgy. It's so simplistic, yeah. you can't even understand what's going on. <laughs> right, and so I know that's that can be difficult for uh, different generations, um, different people. Um, so just be brave with it and yeah. try to work to expand to who you think, not just who you think your target audience is, but based on some research that you might have done mm. uh, to who you know your target audience is. I think that's an effective way um, yeah. to get your voice out there, your products out there, um, and yeah. Just kind of spreading your word. That's awesome. All right, kind of shifting a little bit away from that. Mm -hmm. What what kind of mark do you want your company to leave on the community? I'd really like to just be the guy who helps local businesses grow. Mm. I don't know. That's probably the most no, cliche, I mean <laughs> plain way to put it. Um, but uh, I just want to help grow. Since I, so, I have a love for the school, love mm. love for Georgia, love for Athens. I grew up here. This is my home. So I want this city to grow and be great. And everybody, every entrepreneur in the city to find success, every student athlete at Georgia to find success. And I want to help both of them. And so I want to be uh, the guy who helps both the athlete, you know, find deals that make sense, um, create their person, help them build their personal brand, understand financial, financial literacy. Mm. Um, and for the entrepreneur, I want them to find success in marketing through an, a Georgia athlete because, you know, University of Georgia trademarks are expensive. Oh my gosh! Not all yeah. these local businesses can pay for them to pair with marketing efforts. So, um, it's a great way and a great avenue for local businesses to kind of tag along with the success of a person rather than just the G mm. or just the standing bulldog. Um, it's a person. It's Javon Bullard. It's you know, ten this tennis player. It's that uh, soccer player. Um, so I like to be the guy that helps businesses grow yeah essentially you like that In connecting link fast. yeah i'd like yeah um so being boots on the ground for everybody helping out where i can even if i'm not asked um just being intentional with everything so another question kind of going on that same track uh when you first heard the words make your remarkable what did that mean to you i was i was like wow that's kind of creative <laughs> yeah. first off but um i i I just, for me personally, I, I, like I said, my community oriented aspect for me personally and for guys like JB, he wants to help his hometown. Mm -hmm. So we'd like to expand that way to help his hometown too. And the entrepreneurs there, uh, not just in Athens, Georgia, but in Milledgeville, Georgia. Yeah. Um, we think that every player can be that and embody that and help, help grow. It's not just about themselves. It's not just about the dollar signs. Um, and I say growth. So so vaguely, but it can be so many different avenues that 
Um, it can be measured, but it can be all these different things like the Buller deal blew up PR stuff. Like we didn't even think we'd have to deal with that. So, um, but yeah, make, making my mark on the community as far as being a guy who helps grow. So I know I keep circling back to that. No, it's a great thing. It's the word. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a good thing that you keep coming back to the same answer Mm because that's, that means it's truly what you value and it's a good thing to know. Yeah. Again, one last question on Mm -hmm. the same, same kind of thing. What does the word remarkable mean to you? To be, to do things to the best ability that you can Mm. with the highest integrity that you can being transparent, intentional, um, showing people you care. Yeah. Um, that's something that my dad's instilled in me ever since I was a kid. So, um, I like to be remarkable in that sense, showing people that I care, working hard, um, and always trying my hardest. Mm. So it's, I love asking that question because every single person has a very different answer (laughs) and every single time I'm like shook to my core. I'm just like, Whoa, (laughs) that's a perfect answer. I can't, I didn't even think that there was another perfect answer, but it's awesome to hear how people, view remarkable mm-hmm. because I mean that's what we all kind of strive to be is a remarkable entrepreneur or remarkable business owner remarkable employee whatever that that path is that you're on it's mm-hmm. we all strive to hit that remarkable point yeah yeah mm-hmm. all right well I've got a couple more questions Certainly, um, yeah so how can companies reach out to you if they want to work with you if they want to learn more about NIL yeah we're looking at getting a website up soon been awesome. slow on that school everything but we're getting the website up soon uh, I've got an Instagram, so that's probably the best avenue right now. It'll go straight to my phone. Got alerts. Yeah. Um, really good. Just shoot me a DM. You can comment. You can do whatever. Shoot a like. I'll be like, <laughs> oh, what's up? Um, but I got an email too, but I'd say Instagram probably right now. Yeah. What's your Instagram handle? Gains Group. Gains yep. Group. And Simple it's as that. G-A-I-N-E-S, correct? Yep. Gains Group. Gains awesome. Group activations, but the tag is Gains Group. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, don't worry about a website. I mean, you started in January. <laughs> you weren't expecting it to just go boom, like everything I, just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been so, it's been special because the owners of Alumni Cookie Dough have been so helpful to me because they took a chance on me. Yeah. I didn't have a track record. And now, thanks to them, I can kind of put that out there on my resume. Hey, I did this, not just by myself, but with the help of the Dolanders and JB. So well, that's the beauty yeah. of Athens, Georgia, is the fact that you have such a successful university as the core and the heart of the community. You have all of these business owners and entrepreneurs that are either alumni of UGA or strongly associated with UGA that want to help grow their community. And they have this perfect resource of students coming out of UGA that are either going for entrepreneurship or are looking for job opportunities. Mm -hmm. And all of these businesses are able to help grow because of it. It's really this life source that's, continuing to push new innovative uh people into our community it's right. awesome right yeah i mean georgia students are the best I'll yeah say that. so <laughs> you're a little um, biased i mean yeah, you went to georgia. I'm a little biased, <laughs> but you should hire a georgia student yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's been great uh, growing up in athens being at georgia all the resources they provided me all the people i've got to meet just mm. through not even just through georgia but just from being here and being in this community not even just in Athens, it's the surrounding counties, counties as well. Um, so it's just special being an entrepreneur in this area. It, I mean, it really is. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming. I mean, seriously, yeah. and just talking about your journey and what it's like to be an Athens entrepreneur. Yeah. Also, all about your uh, NIL deals and the the Bullyards. 
Buckeye, Buckeye Cookie Crunch. The Bullard's yeah. Buckeye Cookie Crunch. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm going to get that down. I promise. <laughs> but that, I mean, it's a, it's awesome, and just the opportunities you've had. It's been so cool to see and just hear what you uh, what your journey's been like. Yeah, I'm glad I could share it with you. So thanks again. Thanks so much for coming. Cool. <laughs>